0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1634. How to pay for college? Everything undergrads need to know. By Sarah Sharkey of studentloanplanner.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet, sometimes a little too enthusiastically. And before we get to it, have you subscribed to our other podcasts? We cover personal development and minimalism, health relationships, entrepreneurship, and life advice on the other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you get your podcasts to find them. Now, I have a brand new author for you on the show today. I'll tell you more about Sarah after the article. But for now, let's hear our very first post from her as we optimize your life. How to pay for college, everything undergrads need to know by Sarah Sharkey of studentloanplanner.com. Although the long-term rewards can be worth the upfront costs, a college education is an expensive undertaking with tuition costs rising each year. As an undergraduate student, it's a good idea to explore all of your financial options as you figure out how to pay for college. There are many resources available to help you pay for the education you desire. Let's explore all of the options that you might have at your disposal. How to pay for college, seven ways. Are you gearing up to pay for a college education? Here are seven top ways to help when paying for college. Number one, fill out a FAFSA or free application for federal student aid. As you look for ways to fund your college costs, the free application for federal aid or FAFSA should be your first stop. The FAFSA is required by most public colleges and opens up the door to several federal financial aid award opportunities. These include 1. Scholarships. Many scholarships use the information provided in your FAFSA to determine your eligibility. Scholarships you can qualify for through your FAFSA include school-sponsored scholarships, for example. Two, grants. Based on the information you provide, you might qualify for state and federal grants through this form. For example, you could qualify for the federal Pell Grant through this application. Three, federal loans. The government determines your eligibility for all types of federal loans for undergraduates at a fixed interest rate through this form. You might be able to tap into both subsidized and unsubsidized federal student loans to cover your educational costs. And four, federal work-study programs. Finally, you can qualify for work-study opportunities, a form of federal student aid, through the FAFSA. The FAFSA offers access to many different funding opportunities based on your financial need. Take time to fill it out as soon as it's available for your school year and submit your FAFSA by the deadline. It never hurts to see if you can qualify for scholarships, grants, and other financial aid awards. Federal student loan opportunities can serve as a relatively affordable way to fund your education compared to private student loans due to lower fixed interest rates. Number two, private scholarships. As a prospective student looking to pay for college expenses, you might be surprised to know that there are hundreds of scholarship opportunities out there. Although it's time-consuming to apply for scholarships, it's a useful way to pay for college. Be wary of scholarships that require application fees. Some of these so-called scholarships are scams that don't award scholarship funds at all and only seek to collect application fees from unsuspecting students. There are plenty of free scholarship opportunities out there, so focus on those instead. Not sure where to start your search? Consider talking to your advisor to see if there are any scholarships available from your chosen school. You can also use scholarship search tools like scholarship.com or Big Future to explore your opportunities. Number three, independent grants. In addition to scholarships, there are also many grant opportunities available to motivated students. The great thing about grants is that like a scholarship, you aren't required to repay the funds. The financial aid office at your school can point you towards some grants that you might qualify for. Many grants are awarded based on your merit, so it pays off to do well in school. Number four, forgotten funds. Although this might be unlikely, it's possible that your parents or grandparents have a college savings fund stashed away somewhere. It never hurts to ask for help. You might be surprised that there's a savings account collecting dust in a forgotten corner with your name on it. Also, consider hunting around for any hidden funds of your own. You may have received savings bonds as a child, but never cashed it in. It might be time to dust off those savings bonds and use them to pay for college. Number five, parental support. In some cases, your parents might be able to help you pay for college. As you approach this next step in your life, consider having a conversation about potential parental support while in college. Remember that every little bit helps. For example, if your parent can't afford your entire tuition bill, perhaps they may be willing to cover your cell phone bill or other living expenses while in school. Number six, part-time job. Although you might not have time for a full-time job as a student, a part-time job can help you pay for college. Luckily, there are many student-friendly jobs both on campus and off campus. As you begin to apply for jobs, look for opportunities that won't interfere with your studies too much. If possible, look for a part-time job in your field of study. It can help you build important skills for your resume while earning a paycheck that makes paying for college manageable. Number seven, private student loans. Private student loans should be a last resort option. But if you need help paying for college and have exhausted your other options, private student loans can step in to save the day. Of course, you should be careful before making the decision to take out a private student loan. Private student loans often come with less favorable terms compared to federal loans and can have higher interest rates, especially if you have bad credit. Plus, you won't have federal benefits like federal student loan forgiveness or income-driven repayment options. The good news is there are a few types of private loans available to undergraduates. You can choose to apply for private student loans with either a fixed or variable rate. The right choice depends on your unique financial circumstances. If you decide to apply for a private student loan, take the time to compare private student loan rates. It's possible to save thousands of dollars over the life of your loan if you qualify for a competitive rate. You just listened to the post titled How to Pay for College, Everything Undergrads Need to Know by Sarah Sharkey of studentloanplanner.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable moneycom ycom slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Studentloanplanner.com consists of experts in figuring out exactly what to do with monster student loan debt. They can help create a custom student loan plan made just for you that details the path to debt freedom and even connect you with private lenders that will refinance your loans at a lower interest rate with a cashback bonus. Check out their About page for that info. Plus, they also have tools, a course, a podcast, and more. Check out studentloanplanner.com for tons of great information and resources. I thought this was a great outline of all the ways to pay for school. And I wanted to reiterate the point about private loans as a last resort. Federal loans are preferable due to student loan forgiveness or income-driven repayment options. And when you're thinking about how to finance your education, considering the reality and options for paying off student loan debt is super important. I learned from my friend, Travis Hornsby, who actually founded the Student Loan Planner, that there are really only two approaches to student loan debt. Number one, pay it off as quickly as possible. And this is where refinancing may make sense. And two, pay as little as possible and use every trick in the book to maximize the amount of forgiveness you can receive. There are income-driven repayment plans for federal student loans where your payments are capped at 10 to 15% of your discretionary income and then forgiven after 20 to 25 years of payments. Note that depending on the program you enroll in, this could come with a big tax bill as your forgiven debt is seen as income, so you'll need to prepare for this. But even with the tax bomb, this option can make a lot more sense than standard repayment. And note that this is different than public service loan forgiveness, which is only an option for certain qualifying careers. It doesn't come with a tax bomb and has a shorter time horizon of 10 years of payments. The four main income-driven repayment plans are income-based repayment plan, income-contingent repayment plan, pay-as-you-earn, and revised pay-as-you-earn. There are different eligibility requirements for these plans, and this topic is way more complex than I can cover in this brief commentary. But the point I wanted to make is that federal loans offer superior repayment options. I'd encourage you to check out Travis's speech from the Economy Conference last year on YouTube. It's called Student Loans Never Need to Hold You Back, and it's just as entertaining as it is informative. And that's a wrap for another Monday episode. Have a great rest of your day and start to your week, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.